Evening, folks. Welcome along to the LWB Club Champ Pod titled Pull Hard, the last Hurling Club Championship podcast of the year. Hard to believe we're saying this is the 8th of August, uh, but it is what it is. Uh, we are here in association with our championship sponsors, Cork and Precast Tanks, DB Recovery, Craig Carney Web Design, Balloons and Sweet Treats, Brendan Cabinet Furniture, and Breeze Nolan Physiotherapy. And again, thanks to our sponsors for the Up for the Match program. We're going to carry them tonight as well, just because we're sounding like that around here. Uh, Conley's top line of Bidenstown, Gladney Cleaning Services, Bidenstown Pitch and Putt Club, and the Red Lion Pub in Bidenstown as well. So we've a good bit to go through. We have a team of the year to pick. Um, we were moting about this all day, myself, John Olin, and Stevie Bambrick. And I think in the end, what we're going to do is we're probably going to give our own teams of the year. And we might have come up with an official one afterwards because that's how bad it's been throughout the day, trying to actually agree on one and pick one. Uh, our player of the year is uh, decided. So we'll be revealing that a little bit later on also. We'll be talking about the county final and while we're on the topic. Congratulations, St. Mullins, 28. County title is now. Commiserations to uh sound gales it turned out to be a little bit different than what we expected um big big victory for for st Mullins, obviously in the end so we'll speak about that we'll talk about the under 20 final the intermediate final um we'll chat a little bit about camogie as well because uh we're actually not too long back from a camogie game that uh steven bambrick was at as well and it's probably not a bad place to start stevie because it was one of the mad games michelin Nairbreed in action and um Nairbreed six points down probably five minutes into injury time and end up drawing in the end. And <laughs> I mean, you both went home thinking my should won't be a point. And then I know I didn't you... go home. I was, I was going to the, I was half out to the car from the phone though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I, I was fairly certain my should were, were seven up. Um, but anyway, this is what is it. Emma Brennan rebound from a penalty and, um, Ava Lawler, I think with the, with the equalizer, literally last yeah. stroke. So, um, in fairness, a really enjoyable game, I have to say. I thought striking in particular was was pretty good um, fr- from both sides. Like uh, Kate Nolan, as you'd expect, Lord in the centre back, Quivo O'Neill very good down on the far side. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was a good game. In fairness, it was like a it was like a ping pong ball. Uh, that ground down in that Super Bowl is like I'm concrete, sure isn't it? Like, was, like uh, probably no coincidence. Maybe Kate Nolan went off about five minutes to go there. She. She came out of the ball. Um, she came across her own square, and she actually maybe she pulled some, but she she didn't stop up. She went over forty or fifty yards, and where she drove free or cleared it. But um, she went off. Then she was gone for the last five minutes. And if you remember the two goals, the penalty and the the goal level, all of probably you know were I'm not saying that the making still happened when if Kate was there, but she's she was just was immense now the whole game. But it was some great displays mm-hmm. on both sides there. Now and um, it was never on top the first half. Michael typical experience go down goal first you know the center breed had over seven minutes scored maybe two points uh one point or two points and then um I don't know it was a damn in all and I sure got the first goal for Michael you know they have the ball down there and that's that's the experience they have you know that they'll take they bury their it yeah they'll take their chances like in the the whole way through the game was two two to four two five to seven same amount of scores the goals or the the you know the the, the where Michelle Beach, like in Kira Kirk, like you know, she was quite enough, I suppose, by her own standards, and she still probably, I suppose, she nearly scored any point they got, probably five or six of the seven, anyway. Um, yeah, like there's, there's I, I don't, a few players missing the both sides. Sarah Sheen commands the sub there, like under 16, seen her county level there, and she's a serious prospect. And, um, like, there was some fair hitting in now for 
for a Camogie match and Shane Foley definitely known Connor Shane there before so he 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 said that he wasn't out celebrating that late now last night uh, with Owen Sam Holmes he's a converted I suppose well converted at this stage uh, Frank's brother of course yeah Frank's brother yeah so um, yeah like we're, we're there was number four there from Aisha I forget her name now just she was the first half right in front of us now she came out a lot of simple ball out to Marion yeah, Dyle and just said number four, I, I don't know what her name was either yeah, she was no, absolutely brilliant chances probably a null but the, the you know the other side as well okay Gary Murphy Emma Brennan the usuals you know it was an interesting game and you know it's a probably give now read a bit of a a G up that they might be getting a little bit closer also Michel want you know they, they don't need any warnings they know that they're experienced out that they'll bring in heads over them there they'll, they'll have a good look at her where the, mm. the late goals went in especially like you know that wasn't wouldn't be I think as I said it to be we're going to do too often yeah um, I didn't actually see the results in the other Kogi games this evening I know there was a a full round um, there's games Friday I think as well uh, if anyone's tuned in, by all means, send them in there. Um, maybe if we get a quiet moment, I might be able to go onto the Twitter machine or Facebook and, and I would check also. But uh, that ended the draw, and I think probably about 2 7 apiece, was it, in a round? Yeah, I think it was 2 7 apiece. Yeah. It was a 2 2 we'll 4 points at half time or something like that. Or... We'll, go, we'll go with that. Now, uh, John Allen is running a few minutes behind, and I don't know if he'd heard our little agreement or not, but we're actually calling out our own teams of the year, each of us. And uh, we're going to make an official one out of that. Uh, not live on air, it'll probably take a day or two because we're saying to. Listeners, that uh, we uh, had a bit of difficulty in trying to decide on one. I think Joe is ready now. How are you getting on, Joe? Great, lads. You I'm absolutely right. wolfed that down your throat, lad. I did. I did. I'll, I'll actually explain okay, live. On, I, I'll explain live and air why why you had to have pancakes. Do uh, it. Yeah. Sorry about this now, but uh, my young one did uh, the half mile swim in Bagnestown There, it's only eleven. So. Oh, really? Yeah, it's late. So as little treat. I suppose in our house, yeah, it was birthdays and yolks like that. And yolks, we we fire out a few pancakes, so I had to make her pancakes mm. when she came in. So that's how I'm left. Last acceptable, last to be done. Hey, I tell you a good one actually on the topic of swimming or whatever, right? Uh, and we all know Michael Phelps, very successful swimmer, multiple Olympic medals. Who I think it was 10,000 calories a day he used to have to eat, right? And I was down with uh, with Paul Kelly one morning and obviously badly broke up, and he said to me. Uh, why you like the swimming? And uh, I was like, Jesus, I won't be Michael Phelps now or nothing. Well, Jerry's really did like him anyway, he says. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't wrong, in fairness. Uh, yeah, so look, lads, we'll we'll jump into yesterday. First of all, Stevie, just congratulations as well with the near being her 20s, uh, seeing off nice. Cara Town. Um, but we have to start with the senior final, lads. Um, I had an opportunity to sit down and watch it throughout the uh, afternoon. Raging, it couldn't be yesterday, obviously. And um, look, from from my point of view, having watched it back, uh, Saint Williams brought their A game on the biggest day, and they were they were class, absolutely class, uh, as they tend to do in county finals. You know, they, they, um, I think Steve, you might have said it on the on the commentary. Thirty three or thirty four minutes again, they hit a wide. It was two did two thirteen scored, I think, by the time they hit their first wide. That's 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 off the charge stuff, like. Um, yeah, what yeah. does he make of it? I'll start with you, Stevie. Yeah, so look, nine seconds in or ten seconds in, Mark McDonald gets a point and straight away then who got the equaliser? There was, you know, it was 
footballers were in and you're hoping like Mark McDonald, I think got the first score the last day as well for Bagnestone after one else for getting the, the goal and the point. So he's been a he's been a man there, he's he's, he's um been, made a role. He got a goal against Sam Mullins in the earlier round. So his work rate like is phenomenal and he's a freaking big and nine in York to be going forward. He sh- he knows where the horse is, he hit another one the third minute. And you're saying right, they're they're in it here, but like every time Sam Mullins went down, score, score after score. And the thing about it, there was a mixture of scores. There was John Dyle, there was Jason O'Neill, um, James Dyle, Paddy Balland. You know, James Dyle had four or five points by half time, couple from play, couple from freeze. He's in the game. Wasn't the word about him all week. We're talking about Paddy Keown and um, Marty Kavanagh coming home. Now, word about James Dyle, who's, you know, actually played in the championship as much as Paddy Keown has. Um, Jerry Cody chips him at the point in the fourth minute. Probably could if he wanted to, if it had been James Dyle, maybe someone away went further and, and buried down, bear down and goal. He was happy to keep the scoreboard taken home. That's what they do. I looked up the scoreboard at one stage and I couldn't believe it was going to 111 to five points. I said, All of a slap, this had happened. And uh, in fairness to Bangus and Gales, the midfield, like and or Jack McCullough has been immense every game this year. Has added a few scores. Like you got a score over there the, where they're all supporters nearly are there in the 21 or 14. Mighty score. JP Tracy, we've seen very little of him. We know why we heard why he's about. We've seen why he's about. He's only played maybe three games. Five points between the half time. Like the last point they got before half time, the uh Michael Welch was coming out and he got met by both sides. He got coughed up in the tackle. I don't know which one turned out of our whether it was JP or Jack. And um, they were living on scraps, you know. Uh, Danny Dyle, Jamie Clark, Jake Dyle, Paddy McDonald, none of them got on the score sheet. Still, only gets on the score sheet from playing the 45th or 50th minute. Whereas, other end, then you have Jason O'Neill. Then, you know, the, the goal I said it in real time in the commentary. I thought Philip Connors took a lot of steps, looked back at it today. I didn't know he might have took five or six, but that's right for us. The law, which you get way more. Five or six is the forcer, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, in real time, I thought I, I thought look a lot worse. You know, and I, I, I seen it today, and I'd say, look, he might have took an extra one or two, but he he broke the tackle then and turned off. And sure, Jason O'Neill scores. Was it one two or one three a half time? Ends up a two six in the county final from play. I think it's the fourth, the fourth or fifth highest score in the county final, and that's all from play. And I don't know whether. Like eight scores and play in the county final when you be looking, lads are saying, is most going to start? Who's going to go if most starts? Will it be, would it be a Jason O'Neill? Would it be Philip Connors? Will it be Ushin Rowland? Will who will it be? You know, the names in Banny Drum because we, we're looking at, in fairness to the management, we said it during the week off there maybe that if someone's were going to do things, not start most, not start Paddy, Paddy Kyo, be winning by a couple of points and the boys are thrown in. That worked out very well because Paddy Kyo came in for Carl Kyo. Carl Connolly was on the yellow card. Maybe only 20, 25 minutes gone. Most comes in after 35 minutes. Uh, you know, he had a few wides in before he got going. But that stage, the damage was done. Jason O'Neill, I think he got his second goal. So we were, we were well on the road to, you know, Sam Mullins winning. And um, it's, it's, it's quite a way of the game. Like three wides, two wides and three wides all Bagnestone Gales had. Simons had known the first half at 10 in the second half, and they're all in the last 20, 20 odd minutes. But we, we said it during the week, they always bring their game to a county final. That was not always mean they win it. But like 
half time you have five scores from play in the in the in the forwards and Jerkody is six. Last last week banging some girls a day or nine I think in the whole game and, and yesterday they had one, two, three, four, possibly, you know. So need a spread of scores, but one is getting in even if they wanted to bang some girls they're getting two six and three four scores right, would have made a difference. But it's just Sam Holmes the way they're at the unearth these lads and not just Neil's around like he's, he's scored a winner three years ago. Rangers, he scored a savage side link against Bally Hale in the Leinster Club final. He's only 22 or 23 years of age, and to look at him like he's only a, a handful. But mm. the thing, one thing about Sam Holland's, uh, compare him to Kerry in one way with the with the hurling football. Skill skills are the first thing they they will fall back on. Kerry the same. You don't have last left foot or right foot, Gooch or Clifford, whoever it is. Sam Holland's default button will be it'll reset to your basic hurling skills and that's where underage levels under 12 4 13 or 14 they're not age or their odd numbers now that they, they, they will have lads that mightn't win the game might win too many games in their underage careers but they're progressing they're getting game time pucks of game time and then they come up to adult level and they're not the finished article but they're they're well underway to being and hmm. um you know, two twenty-two in the county final. It's a mighty score, and the, the, the ten wides. There were probably some of them. Like Justin Neal, some of his scores were just outrageous. They were, yeah. You know, and we're forgetting about Not James Dale on the other side. He had four or five shots. Like, you're you expecting James Dale to do this when he's on form. Last week, you know, he needed the game probably to bring him on. Um, you know, and it was tough from banging some gales too. Like that, they didn't. They needed a bounce after half time, and instead of went the other way. Uh, I think the one three scored the goals were three minutes in. Kevin Poddy or Shea delivery on whether Poddy was going for a pint or uh just getting it up the field and sure Jason Neil caught it, turned and buried it like and, and the goal in the first half he had the, he had the head on him not to take a touch, just to hand pass him from Philip Connors, he just tapped it into the net and you know that's the that's what they're dealing with. Like and it's a club champions not for a couple of months, but it'd be interesting to see how they go on that as in their homes, I think Wexford champions. They will have the football, but like I said, the football now will be they'll play the matches and that and it'll be interesting to see will the like Wexford are going to have the same problem regards of club championships uh coming into it. And and getting practice matches for both counties is going to yeah. like Wexford is yeah. probably the county you go to if you hadn't drawn them and you might you might play them yeah. three or four times over the next eight weeks, you know. Yeah, so look Bagasum from Bagus point of view, Neil Bulger started and, and well justified his his inclusion. Um had had been over the I would have mixed our last couple of games were starting. Um Darren Owen was good in patches like but there were there was a lot of room in their you know, the the Samuels, they were getting good ball into their forwards in front of their forwards and saying that like the, the midfield for Bangus on on the scoreboard were dominant, five points in play compared to yeah. Jack Cabin and Ushing Ball and I don't know whether neither had a shot at the goal, I'd say. I was gonna pick but you up on that there and I'll bring yeah. in Joe here now as well. I thought, like, if you would have said beforehand, Bainasson will win the midfield battle, they're probably going to win the game. And they still, I think, did win the mid- midfield battle, looking at it. Jack McCullough and JP Tracy got through an awful lot of work in that one. Like, And Tracy, if they get a full season into him, um, he just, you can see the Kilkenny in him. He has the touches. He's a, he's a good hand. He's a clean striker of a ball. He's intelligent. And, you know, I thought the two of them, I thought Niall Bulger was good as well. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I would have picked out those three myself. When I was looking at it, uh, just a couple of scores. Uh, the other Camogie games: uh, Ballinkillen one ten, Bainasson one eight. Um, 
Padre Murphy, our referee, of course, from yesterday. Uh, MLR 210, St. Mullins 28. Uh, the other point I was going to make, and I'll bring you in then, Joe, was uh, like if you look back to last year, I'd still probably say the most complete performance I've ever seen in the county final was probably a Rangers one last year. But yes, St. Mullins, if you look back on it, lost by eight. Do you know, it was only eight, like, and I say only eight because it was just such a, a mm. whirlwind performance, you know. So the point I'm trying to make is, and we said this beforehand, they'll always turn up on the big day yeah. and they'll always showcase what they have to the best of their abilities. And yeah, they did it in the style. So what's your what's your takeaways from it? Yeah, I think I think I think you've kind of summed up a lot of them there, the two e between the two e. I think um the first 20 minutes, and it was said to me today as well as chatting to someone, um I, I won't say I won't mention a name, but a fairly prominent hurling man in the county, and he said it was probably the first 20 minutes of, the, of that match were as good as 20 minutes as he saw, you know, in, in Carlo for, you know, a dozen years. It was it was excellent. It was high tempo, you know, it was absolutely electric for 20 minutes. And I suppose then when St. Mullins pulled away and continued to pull away, it was kind of inevitable. But I think you hit on the, on the, on the couple of t- key things there, the ability to turn up on the day. And I think that's... Um, and say months like sometimes lads will put that down to managers, and sometimes you know certain managers will get a certain tune out of you know out of certain groups of players and so on. But if you look at consistently over the last, say we'll take this team if you get me, I know it has evolved and changed, but it's say in the last eight, eight to ten years, um, this team has consistently done that and has consistently turned up. And I think that's that's something that's innate in the club and it's innate in the group of players that while managers will come and go. Uh, that's it's it's some foundation for them to 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 mold the team around. Um, I suppose yeah, Stevie hit hitting a lot of them there. I suppose one thing that for me, you know, there was a couple of things that kind of summed up where, where the game was going. I I just thought the Bagnestown back or Bagnestown forwards, especially in the first half, never seemed to either be in space or create space or get space. Um, they were very, very compact and very compressed. And I suppose both teams kind of played a, a straightforward formation in terms of, you know, kind of six on six, you know, kind of more traditional, but it was fairly traditional in terms of the setups. Um, there was no, you know, no one dropping back and filling, you know, filling space. And probably Sam Mullins managed that better. Um, they, you know, their, their work rate was just incredible. We mentioned it earlier this year about their ability to hunt in packs. I can't remember what game we spoke about um, after that. Could have been the first maybe game against maybe Ballinkillen or maybe it was the semi-final, but uh, their their work rate was just incredible. Um, I mean, two two things come to mind for me. The game was probably well over at this stage, but it just got paid my eyes. They're, they're just where they were in terms of the mindset, but um philip connor's the game i think it was 216 at this stage i remember the score exactly it was when when sam mullins hit their 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 17 point but it was 216 to whatever at this stage the game was more or less over but philip connor's was back on his own 21 ravenous for the ball turned over a bagnestown player and you know worked the ball up the field and it could have been actually one of jason o'neill's points he got enough of him but it could have been one of his scores you know working the ball up but their hunger was was incredible yesterday um you know when a ball came to ground in a rock there was three St. Mullins lads there you know their, their work rate was fantastic um skill level yeah i thought maybe you know in terms of not skill level obviously with a lot of skilled hurlers and uh, incredibly skilled hurlers and all sides but Bagnestown just you know their touch their little things just let them down on the day and it just cost them those maybe those vital yards especially maybe in the forward line and and, and things like that 
I suppose, you know, they, they hammer the hammer as well, you know, in terms of, um, you know, the, you know, we, we spoke, say, for instance, maybe there might have been worries, um, maybe, you know, maybe if Bagnestown thought, maybe if they were going to get at St. Mullins, they might, you know, pick holes in their full back line. And, you know, they were incredibly strong. I know Potty came in, um, Young Connolly picked up a yellow card early on, and it was, you know, I suppose a ballsy move by their, their management team to, to take off a lad in the yellow card. And I suppose maybe, you know, looking back on it, it might have been the wise move, you know, given that the pace of Bagnestown side, but... Uh, just the likes of John Dorn in there, you know, he probably, you know, Bagnestown might have thought maybe, look, you know, John is one of the older lads on the team. Maybe they might have to run on him, get the legs on him. He was just incredible yesterday. He was incredible. As good as Jason O'Neill was uh, up at the other end, um, John Dorn was, was was immense in the full back line for, for um, St. Mullins. And I suppose they had more, they had more leaders, uh, you know, in terms of that. I mean, I remember, I think it was about the 48 or maybe 50th minute of the game. And I can't remember which Bagnestown forward was on him uh, at the time. Um, but a ball came in, a very good ball coming in for a forward. Uh, John, you know, literally put out his arms, swapped, swapped the, or swatted the Bagnestown forward out of the way, put him down, on, on, you know, on the ground and came out and won the ball and, and drove forward. And when you were seeing kind of stuff like that coming, you know, you know, you just knew St. Mullins were in the group. Um yeah, I mean, look, you, you talked there as well about Jason O'Neill. I mean, he's a he's a big man for the big for the big occasion. He's a great temperament. Um, I think if you were looking at the game yesterday as well, you know, if you were a young lad looking at that game or anyone looking at the game, you lads talk about the risks and hurling. And you know, if you look at the scores he got, it, it, none of them were easy. It wasn't that his marker was standing off in miles or anything. You know, a lot of them were just absolutely beautiful strokes. You know what I mean? He's an absolute. Uh, genius of a stick man. Um, I think he's he, whatever he scored two six. He might have hit another three wides maybe, or he definitely got two or three wides anyway. Um, and they weren't far away from being ridiculous scores. He was just, I suppose, on song. Um, but you know, just just to see him, he, he's he's a joy. We've seen what he can do with a lame ball. We've seen what he did to take the winner to have the balls to take on the winner. I suppose against um MLR in the county final a couple of years back as well. And I suppose we do forget that he is a relatively young man. Um. I think he's the same age group as uh, John Nolan and Kieran Whelan. I would have had them lads as a, a in a development squad. So he's he's a very young man. He's a lot more hurling to do, both at club and county level. Um, but yeah, the, the work rate from St Mullins they just were so consistent throughout. Um, you know, very dominant. I think. Um, you know, looking back on it, like there's probably not too many Bagnestown players who came out on top in terms of against their direct marker. And I think when when Sam Mullins are winning are winning those battles around the pitch, um, you know, and when the, when the game does not that it developed into a battle, but they bring that incredible work ethic. And you know, I, I think when they're in that zone, they're just they're they are unplayable, you know. And it was kind of a watershed moment as well for them. You know, we talked, you know, about this year about being you know lads standing up for them and different lads standing up for different teams and, and playing and. I mean, they, they've had, you know, changed the personnel um, over the year in terms of, like, different lads coming in and, and, and fitting into the team. And, uh, you know, and ultimately, I suppose, that's that's what made the difference uh, for them in the end. Um, but, yeah, no, just look, thoroughly enjoyable game, uh, deserving champions. Um, I think they probably produced their best performance 
and their most dominant performance for the final. Um, you know, I, I just think the I just think there was, you know, a, I just think there was no there was no um there was no winner from or sorry, there's no no one else a winner maybe from 20 minutes out really. You couldn't see Bagginstown coming back into it um from 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 the position they're in, you know. Yep, summed up very well. Um as I said, we've teams of the year to go through and a player of the year to announce. So I think we might just uh, wrap it up on that. And say congratulations to St. Mullins once more. Uh, 28 titles, fair play. Yeah. Hope they're enjoying the, the celebrations down there as well. I'm sure they are. Um, the Intermediate Championship won by Navon. Uh, we weren't at that, so I, I don't have much information from it unless you have. But fair play to them. That was well, one was prediction that was correct. Yeah, I, go for it. I, I was in there, yeah. Um, looking at the teams from last year, we would, we would have played both from last year in the semi the round robin the semi-final and the final so looking at the teams I probably bought it maybe six or seven gone from both teams and first sort of the game like Michel were clinical uh they were that bit more they were winning all the the hard the hard battles i thought from the, from the world goal nearly they were they were first 10 minutes shane harman shayam harman two points in play and the cabinet hit one from play then uh kieran abbey uh, her love of this chap this year seen as a cracking goalie and he was taking the freeze and and he was clinical on him um whereas the other end monas rangers they must have hit i'd say 10 balls into Damien jordan's hands over the hour you just nearly knew after a quarter over 20 minutes i remember i think it was ben bulger he's a speed merchant plays wing forward there was a, a, a nacre room had opened up inside me, just didn't get the pick up. And if he had got it up, he could have been straight through for a goal. You kind of get this, this feeling when these things are not coming up for you. They're, it's not going to be your day. Uh, he got a couple of points in the second half. That was the other than that, there was Luke Roach got all the scores from, from freeze, and he got four, and Ben or Ben Bulger got two in the last, in the, the last 10 minutes. Um, but Michael Devon were, you know, worthy champions that. Five wides, Manus Rangers, I'd say ten or twelve, and what ball dropped into them in Jordan then as well. But they were a bit experienced at the back there, Dermot and Philip Smithers, Shane Cabney, you know, Shane Cranny, they're on the good while Dermot Deacon is young enough, I suppose, but the other boys are, are there, they're solid unit. Um, you know, regards Manus Rangers, Jamie Nolan, James Kelly, they're their lads have been over with injuries before and you know, they're kinda of getting their way back in, they're still young lads as well, and the John Cody Spent a good bit of time away from the goal at 11, where he'd probably be better off at 14 if he could afford him in there. Um, you know, Willie Hickey, 40 there last week, like just still, you know, he's a, a legend. You know, he Darrow Toole came into the game, Michael O'Grady, probably their best player, I suppose. Um, especially during the second half. And uh, you know, Joe Dundon played very well in the top when he came on as a sub, but uh, you know, a chap that commands a sub there actually for Navon, uh, Kyle Foley, Robbie's young lad. I'd said probably his last game of hurling for a while. He's on his way over to, I think, it was a Boreham Wood in England, uh, soccer goalie. And wish him the best of luck. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, Michael, I think Tommy said it was their 19th immediate title and full value for it. Possession wise, unless Rangers, you know, they don't have to be told. It's said, you know, that they didn't take enough scores out when they were on top and, you know, that in the low scoring game that and, and Kieran Abbey I was told last week got two sailing cuts in the spills around well he done it the other night again he got one it's about the halfway line he got shook up by a serious shoulder from Luke Roach then in the second half and I think the ball ended up being thrown in and there was a 
they go free out at and them roar out the Michael Crow beyond to the far side, like where they're always congregated they're on the right of the stand. You know, the, the when they're in the humour for that, the, there's there's only gonna be one outcome. But um yeah, it was a different different looking at from last year and looking at so many players I've seen playing last year when they're down the pitch side the pitch side and then see it from the terrace as well. But a lot of these lads have gone up senior, there's five or six off each team gone senior and you know, next year no much left to regret them again. I think twelve or fifteen of them. So not a reserving champions and that well, that's gonna have no no complaints. They just didn't take their chances when they had them. Mm-hmm. And just on the under twenty final, Stevie, in two minutes there. Uh if you can give us a synopsis on that and we'll move on to the team of the year. Yeah, sure. The same we, we played Carl Town in the final last year after playing him in the in the earlier round to be a sovereign band around. That was last year. And this year the very same. We played him in an earlier round in Carl Town. We were missing four or five. They were missing four or five. And the base with four points, I think. So yesterday going in, I said, this is 50-50. And he was asking me, I said, look, someone could win me 10 points. I mean, don't be surprised if they do, but I, I, I call as even even money. Half time, we were a goal. one six, I think, eight points up. Um, Jamie Dale got the goal about five or ten minutes before half time. Um, Alex Eleni was, after chalking up a couple of cracking scores from freeze sideline cut over the far side there a quick one to him we got from play I think as well and uh, we got goal early on the second half and you know we're gone four points up next we're gone seven eight points up and they got two goals then back to a point and there was 23 minutes gone in the second half and um shit was hitting the fan i'll be honest it was it was it was anyone's game and the fairness told us they got back into it and again to finish strong with 2-2. You now, um, Zach Kelly hit three points from the sideline. There were as good a points as you'll see. And mm-hmm. saying that, his direct marker, John Perry, had a great game yeah. as well. You know, there was a savage mm-hmm. battle. And the, the, in first, Paddy Boogie, you know, was talking to Paddy before the game and after the game. And the genuine, uh, first genuine man, he's young, that was playing wing back there. Sean is in the minor team for Carlton and at the county as well. And, um, the, I had to compliment the county board for putting the game on before the county final number one anyway i know the way the competition around this year wasn't near as cohesive as last year either the a or the b but that's to be definitely looked at another time but to get the chance to go on out in the county final day and sampling the atmosphere and i said to the boys after make sure train step back and look at the game because a lot more boys if any of them say i've never i wouldn't say any of them ever been in that county final you know maybe a random one or two would be had but um, no, it was great to get the win in the win of 4.13. I think it was a 2.10. Um, any win was hard, Aaron, whether it's a B or a C or a D or an A in any county. And you know, it was great to get out on top. And yeah. hopefully, yeah. give the boys a boost going up for any of the played senior this year. They kind of put their hand up yesterday and showed a bit of experience with balls. We won there and they won them. So, mm-hmm. um, just, in the, just in the battle there, Stevie, it, I, it was just incredible to see uh, the two boys. Uh, you mentioned John Fury and Zach Kelly. Zach, the couple of scores he got, like it wasn't that there was a ball thrown out to him. He got one score, it was just unbelievable. Took a puck, took a puck out out of the air. It went across to the sideline and you know bombed it over from sixty-five yards. And then John Perry, maybe from the next puck out, went up to the clouds. You know, and took one. Yeah, he caught one. John Perry caught one. Exactly. Oh, Zach was right beside us for the three points yeah. he got, and we had a great few. We're looking at we're going to stay in or just go. Yeah. And exactly that next one, puck coming down, and John Perry and Mark Fisher went up, and the two. I, I, we we cheer because we thought Max Fitzgerald had it. Yeah, and John Perry was gone on with it. So yeah, it's incredible. Oh. The second half really, the second half really opened up. I I I just missed the first five minutes and it was kind of, geez, the second half was a thrill a minute. Like there was there was a lot of scores and it was 
like what you said, it could have gone anywhere when it came back to that couple of points in it just with five minutes to go. You know, geez, uh, and and Cardown hit a same happened last year, the very same in the final last year, the very same we went yeah. eight or nine points up back to one point. I think it was two points in injury time and they got a point and a ball was flicked out and it could have went I think it went over the bar and it could have went under the bar. Like so as I said to have the match in Dr. Cullen Park in the first place, you know, it's great and have it under before the county final, you know, yeah. these are these are things, you know, little things. Hurling needs to stay in Carlo. Yes, was the biggest day and a great and day. And, a big, and, and in fairness to the two clubs in the senior final, they were nearly all in for that match as well. Like, as in, you know, sometimes you, you, there mightn't be a crowd in for it. Jeez, there was a big crowd in for it, apart from your, obviously your own crowd and Carrotown yeah. crowd. But there was a big Bagnestown crowd, a big St. Mullins crowd in for the game as well. And it, it meant it got the respect and the crowd that the lads deserved as well. So that was lovely to yeah. see as well, you know. That's deadly from Well done yeah. again. Okay, so uh, firstly, if anyone has uh, their views on who should be hurler of the year, feel free to comment them in. We're obviously live on Facebook and on Twitter and on YouTube. Uh, we'll see them on YouTube and Facebook, Twitter. I might have to go digging for them, but uh, belt away there anyway. Uh, we're going to do our teams of the year first. So I don't know if you, Bukali, have years at the ready or if you want me to go first, I don't mind. Absolutely. You go first, please. We'll slay right. yours first. Okay, that's the finest. So I've pretty much picked mine where possible to the best of my ability in terms of where lads were playing this year because I'm not a big fan of All-Stars where, just remember one year, the Ken McGrath got an All-Star midfield and hurled the whole year centre-back. I think that's a lot of shit, to be honest with you. You play the lads that were best in the best position throughout the year. Um, if, you're, if you're Well, it's just an opinion. They're like arseholes, you all have them. Um, <laughs> like... That's what I've gone with, and some lads are going to be left off this. That'll be like, "Jeez, how the fuck did you leave him off?" But we're not. I'm not in the habit of, of shifting lads out to the wing and stuff like that. They played in the center, they played in the center, played in the wing, they played in the wing. There's two wing backs in every team. There's a center back in every team, and uh, some of them have to play well, and some of them deserve to be on it as well. So, right, based on that, let's get to the chase. Kevin Kyo's in the goal. I've got John Doran, Dion Wall, Keen Dial, John Nolan, Alfie Corcoran, Jarrah Cody, Jack McCullough, and Richie Cody. Paddy Boland, Mark McDonald, Sean Murphy, Jason O'Neill, Jack Tracy, and Craig Dial. So whichever one is wants to step up next. Right, I'll go next. Uh, I went with Kevin Kyo, John Dorn, Dion Wall, Alfie Corcoran, Dermot Bourne, David English, Gerard Cody, Richard Cody and Jack McCullough. Paddy Boland, Sean Murphy, Jason O'Neill, Jack Tracy, Craig Dial, Ted Joyce. Right, Joe. I went with um, Kevin Kyo, Keen Dial, Dion Wall, John Dorn, Ger Cody, David English, Alfie Corcoran, middle of the field, Richard Cody, Jack McCullough, half forward line, uh, Paddy Boland, Sean Murphy, Evan Keeley, and then Jack Tracy, Craig Dial, Jason O'Neill. There's a lot of similarities. I think there's maybe only three variables, possibly, in around two or three variables. But most of it is uh, consolidated anyway. So uh, we'll we'll pop an official one maybe on Twitter or something the next day or two. But there there we go. Look, there's lots of lads we probably should mention as well that haven't kind of... You know, we're going, we're going to go with a panel first of all. The first idea today was to name a panel and not have 15 at all. And I was just like, no, that's not happening. <laughs> I just the thing about Kevin is... 
Kevin, um, the, the thing about it is there's so many players that will be on my choice any other year probably missed a game or two or, or three yeah. games. And yeah. uh, that's not saying there's some of the lads on the teams were in that group, say, you know, you Paul Dale, John Nolan. Well, look, lads, look, at, look, know, look at lads that haven't been mentioned. James Paul Dale. Dale. Paul you know, Dale, James Dale, yeah. yeah. You know, you're Michael. looking at... Sorry, there yeah. was a gap. Uh, Michael yeah, Cavanaugh was sorry. the one that was mentioned. Uh, Dwayne Cavanaugh was mentioned. I thought uh, Paul Cody as well had a very good, like, he had a very good group. Um, you know, put in a good shift in all five games as well. When, in, when in a Rangers team that was kind of, you know, up and down personnel, you know, he's another lad there that... Donna Murphy... A few more there, just Paddy McDonald had a very good year. Like, I, I remember being at the first game and saying, um, in terms of hurling skill, that lad mightn't have as much, but he's serious pace. But he proved he was plenty of hurling skill as the year went on. Like, he was a serious threat, he drew a merciful amount of fouls throughout the season. Um, Steve, you've mentioned uh, Aaron Ammon as well, Michael Walsh, centre back for St. Mullins, you know, steady. Michael yeah. Cavanagh, Brian Tracy, Dwayne Cavanagh, you know, had a, 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 a brought the fight to any team, unfortunately, literally in the in the last match for him or second last match. <laughs> but uh, I mean, he brought, but he brought a massive fight to a Michael team that was kind of all over the place. You know, in terms of you know, he had some super games, uh, nearly single handed kept him in some games. Um, you know, there was there was a lot of lads shown. I suppose I think what you, you hit the nail in the head there, Stevie. There was a lot of other lads, only maybe through injury or otherwise, maybe might have appeared in the team like JP Tracy. Yeah, like I, I suppose we we didn't, we did, we we hummed and hawed as well. Say like John Nolan was just incredible in some of the games. Then got injured, played the last game at wing forward, you know. But at wing back, he was just oh, he was imp so impressive. Went the couple of games that he hurled there, you know. There's so many lads who had such big moments, you know, in different games like you know, or big games at different times like you know. Yeah, and obviously going back to round one is not an easy thing to do because the most recent games are the ones that are obviously most recent in memory. So when you go back and get all the stats together and stuff, it's not it's not an easy task like. And that's the second bugbear was when all stars are, are picked based on semi-finals and finals. But obviously a lot of the, the best players will will be in those games. But um, yeah, we don't want to forget think, about the early ones like so. I, but I think our I think a lot of our backs are fairly constant there, aren't they? Like in fairness, like Kevin Kyo. The full back line was unanimous, wasn't it? Near enough, yeah. Far. yeah. And the go and the goalie, I thought, just to go down to him, you know, Kevin Kyo, he, he's just, I, I'd say he actually handled more ball than I don't know. I, I couldn't even give it there. He, I don't know how many balls he even handled yesterday, Stevie. Yeah, and I said it against Magnus on Gales game. When lads under 21 with a ball in his hand, the goalie's job is very, very easy. He's going to pick mm -hmm. the ball the next more than likely. It's them ones, like he caught one yesterday on the crossbar, the very same. Yeah. And uh, Damien Jordan was the very same that are late in the intermediate match. The balls drop in there, they get them, they're starting an attack. And yeah. uh, like his handling was impeccable. You know, and Styler left him on his arse when he came out outside the square there, rightly so in the first half. And there's no sympathy for any goal, he gets buried, uh, got buried himself off enough. And you'd be thinking twice the next time, but he wasn't. He, his handling was deadly. He was, you know, he was. And, and that's that's what your dependable goalie should be doing. They're the ones. And going. Uh, Talking to someone today, I said, your skill level in the goal, f for them things alone, forget the shot stopping. The shot stopping mm -hmm. is, there's a lot, a lot of things that have happened before the ball lands on the edge of the square. There's, there's, it's gone past 14 other lads possibly. It's them ones goal dropping in, like he was, 
uh, Brian Tracy as well is very like them them meet and drink ones where you know they have to put their hat on him every ninety nine times over hundred and you know that's savage like, and it's where the liberty was happening yes because it was it was you're looking at the last day it happened and happened again Saturday night happened again yesterday you know ball just dropping short. If if the go long go wide like this wide, if the drop shorter again during top of Styler maybe yesterday or something, and he gets a ball in his hand and turns and goes for goal and gets a run and Paul Dyle could be a different game, you know. But you know it's just and the full back line like as well. You haven't got Paul Dyle on it. You got a great flicking and Alf or in Styler there in the first half. Yeah. First time he got a ball into his hand, it's about quarter no twenty minutes gone. Flicking, we think Styler's getting away from. He got away from him, all right, but still he was close enough to get the flick of the hurling and that's all he does in the game. Keep Styler, mm. you know, inactive. Job done. The yeah, Wall listening for the semi-final. Twan's a sub. You know, I wasn't right to, I'd say, even talk out in the field. And, you know, it was, it was a fierce loss, I'd say, and the, the outcome of that match, possibly. Yeah, like, if I was doing it in the All-Stars style, Paul Dale would probably be on my team. But I'm just not a fan of that style. So, it's, like, that's, he's, he's very marginal between him and Dion Wall at fullback, in my, in my eyes, anyway. Very, very marginal. Um, look, <laughs> I don't really want to go down through the whole lot because we're 45 <laughs> minutes into this already and I don't want it like the Titanic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, you're, so you're accepting my team as the right team, anyway. That's it, yeah. Yeah, we'll give you, we'll give you the benefit yeah. of the doubt. Um, yeah. I, I think, yeah. by the way, I think mine there, I know we talked about him as well, lad mentioned there, just had a good year and I, I know I picked him on my team, Evan Keeley. Remember, he's only a young man. Uh, I thought he was impeccable on the freeze, scored a couple of points. in the championship. Yeah, I just thought that's why he picked him. I just thought he was so good on him, you know, in in pressure situations as well. You know, I just I just thought he was excellent as well. You know, so well, it's great. It's great to have difficulties picking him, isn't it? Like you know, in terms of uh, it's great. There was a lot of lads had had a lot of great games. You know what I mean? And a lot of young there's actually, well. There's a chap there I have on my team, obviously centre forward Mark McDonald, who I forgot to mention yeah. earlier as a few standout players. Remember I said mm-hmm. Niall Bulger, JP Tracy, Jack Yeah, Mark McDonald. I, I I was actually looking at him pretty closely on the video. He was in, he was giving his own lads digs, just trying to G him up or whatever. And he two points yeah. to his name in, what, a couple of minutes? Yeah, um, but he's... Like, he was a big factor in them yeah. baiting Rangers too, because he was up... I'd say the quickest point in the county final. Game, like, you know what I mean? Nine nine seconds, ten seconds in. Yeah. You're looking for a bounce from the throw, and you're looking for... Yeah. Get your hand the ball. Nine seconds mm. in. Ball or the mm. bar. Yeah. No, another score. And like, he he disrupted the Dermot a lot last week. No, I... I, I I was the only one maybe a Damer Bourne in the team. I thought he had to be on it. Uh, you know, he disrupted Damer Bourne somewhat. You, you can't dis- disrupt him for 60 minutes, but he definitely, you know, yeah. upset a lot of clearances there and, and you know, stopped a lot of um, range mm. attacks before they even got going. I think maybe the first game, Joe, correct me if I'm wrong, the one that we did on the left wing back Twitter between Binders and St. Wolves, that might have been the first time Mark was shifted up centre forward because I think he was midfield up to that. I'm nearly certain any of that was his first one. And from there, you know, he did he did a fair job, like, because he is a midfielder, kind of half-back, would have played a bit of underage hurling at, uh, at centre-forward and took freeze. He represented Carlo in the failed skills competition. And you always go back to a hobby horse. You know what I mean? Like, the, the skill the skill level was there. He, um, he, he had, he, I suppose, he'd, he, had, he played back there, I suppose, that first game, uh, Jack McCullough was back centre-back as well for a game or two for Bagnestown. You know, because... Was, yeah. You know, because of personnel changes, but uh, yeah, market a good market a good year. Yeah, I thought just I know I don't like I just thought Richard Cody for a lad who's one of the elder statesmen of the Rangers mm. team, Carlo this year. 
just so consistent in around the middle of the field where it's all action and all go and you're you know you're against a lot of young young guns out there he was he was mighty impressive this year for for rangers out around the middle Connor yeah. Kyo as well, like. Connor Kyo was, you know, you. very good every game. I thought, no, yes, look, he was taken off for for most, which is not that wouldn't be young you know, Sean Wall worth worth a mention as well. In fairness yeah. to him, like you know, it's it's a long championship, and we're saying that he, he's definitely yeah. he's definitely worth a mention. Um, someone else there, Jack Tracy, I thought as well, definitely a standout player this year. Um, and another lad that you mightn't have thought at the start of the year had the world of hurling, but he picked off some serious scores. You know, he anyway, game, yeah. Yeah. we'll move on. We'll move on. So uh, there's nobody out there sending in who they think the hurler of the year is going to be. Um, and even after we've announced this, uh, feel free to, to do so. And to be honest, I think last year and the year before, we had a shortlist of three people. Um, we didn't even discuss a shortlist today, even though we could have had one if we wanted to. But we went with a lad that went and always goes quietly about his business in a very efficient manner and doesn't always look like it's you know how, how do you put it? gets the job done efficiently each time and very little occasions will you see him being getting the better of at the very worst he always seems to break even so the left wing back horror of the year for 2022 is Jorah Cody of St Mullins so well done to Jorah we might send him out one of these bad boys here behind us um they're 25 yard boy actually if anyone wants to buy one as well but we'll send out your one there he's harder the year so well done your cody um we spoke about we're last week that's we're not going to blanchfields to deliver it now no <laughs> <laughs> i'd say at this stage at half what half 10 on the day after i'd say it's i'd say it's like uh something to see now vietnam down there i'd say at this stage <laughs> <laughs> yeah He's, he was very good though lads wasn't he Fair uh, so so like you hit the nail on the head, Kevin. Just so consistent, picked off a couple of big scores in games as well. He just ah oh man, he's just he's it, like he's just like a dynamo there, like a rock there in that half back lane. And you know, so so many as I say, so many attacks flounder on him. He's so good in the air, he's such a good stick man, great striker of the ball, you know, it doesn't give away freeze, hard as nails, has a uh, you know, a, a, a lovely chap as well, you know, he's he's he is he's well deserving yeah there we go that's that lads um yeah we have a, a few other bits and bobs to to talk about as well um we want to say congratulations i suppose to a few people kyle foley stevie's after getting a, a soccer contract um give us a give us a lot on that i think it's born wood has gone to he's he, he doesn't go to valmore if he's healthy like he, he was in goal for the car under 20 hurlers this year and he was, he was very good they got beaten by westmead like he was sub goaling the minor team last year, so um, but that day I know he was very good and seemed by all accounts he's a cracking soccer goalie. And like he's not that tall at all, uh, he, he's I don't know what exactly he is, but um, he, he uh, in fairness to the Michael boys, the Brown Monday night, I know he's been coming on late in the games anyway, but um, you know, best of luck to him. And just, I actually met Par Gamma's mother there after the Camogie there tonight, and I was just saying. I, I think they're in the same division as walking. I'm not sure. So, um, you know, I said it will be another another Carl and them to look out for over there. So, it'll be another Twitter account we can start following. Um, Cahey Nolan then as well, up in Crow Park yesterday. Went to school in Old Auckland. Her mother, Helen Kirk, was an absolute dynamite underage. She played with us until under 16. She was the go-to player, football in Hurling. Um, you know, she was 
she's took her time to get her name on that Kilkenny team last year. She got an All Star yesterday. She got player of the game of Marty Morrissey. She was as giddy as a child in a sweet shop last night getting it off him. So the award in in the River Court. So like just, hard work. This girl when the lockdown was on, the soap ball probably the only pitch you could get into really around. And uh, now and again you'd see her knocking around with ten or fifteen slitters in her. Off she go, taking freeze, doing this, doing that, and the other, and she has done some hard work. She be a, uh, a niece of one, one Danny Kirk, and you know what Danny was like. And Danny is still like Joe, playing with the the social hurling there, you know. And Danny is as proud as anyone there last night. Um, so Pat, Pat Tracy had a couple of uh, speaking in social hurling. Pat Pat Tracy JPs. Dad, they had there's a couple of nieces or first cousins of JPs on on the panel as well, the Kilkenny panel as well. So good stuff. Congratulations, um, lads. Uh, have we any more to go through before we finish up? Uh, just to say well done. Burn Rangers picked up uh, the league title, one of the league titles, the cross border league titles in Kilkenny there, minor at minor level there last uh, Friday, and uh, just was a nice win for Carlow clubs across there. Uh, it was a Tullerone to beat in the final, Stevie. I'm trying to remember. Uh, yeah, because I was talking to McNoll the other day at that 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 match we won't talk about uh, the other day. Um, ah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was talking to McNoll ah. before you come to that. Because um, we played Tullerone, I'd say at that age group, um, maybe it was the year that had a, a centre forward. Uh, I was under 13, actually, about three years ago. And uh, I said to him, I had a monster, real strong lad, yeah, centre forward, they used to score four goals. The boys won, I think, five, ten to four, seven. So, yeah, um, yeah and a couple of the boys playing under, in the under 16 county match the other day, you'd know they were after playing a heavy match the night before, in fairness to them. Yeah. Before I played them, they came along anyway, and um, great win for them. Yeah. You, missed a, you missed a little bit of that match, Joe, down in Wicklow. Uh, I, I got to see it from the gate. <laughs> How did you end up at the gate? Did someone hit your shoulder? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I got, I got the, a long walk, a long walk. Uh, yeah, I won't say I can't, I can't come to near, but you could see how refs do end up in boots and wicklock. And tell you that, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, because it wasn't me. It was, it was, there was going to be one the on the lads' fathers. I won't name a name on air, and and another lad who who I can name on air. There, lads, in the middle of the screen. Was going to pull me to a booth, I'd say. Well, all, all I'd say, all I'd say, I would mind if he came in the van, so you've plenty of room there for him. We could have put him into his own booth. All, all I can say is, as a county, we're, we're definitely united off the field as well as on it anyway after Saturday over there. We'll just leave uh, it at that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and by the way, just uh, on the squads, just to say, for uh, uh, like people often wonder about what Carlo was doing and underage and so on. I think over 100 hurlers left um, Netwatch Cullen Park on Saturday morning between different age groups. For, say, four, I think there was two 14s teams, one 15s and well, one Joe, Joe, before you go any further there, I was in a real lock, and I tell you, I was having near-death experiences that there wasn't going to be eight lads going, eight lads at 16 years of age going to an under-14 tournament up in up in Mead because there was buses <laughs> coming left, right and centre and there was lads uh, looking. Yeah, that's, 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 that's the nearly over-35 tactic. <laughs> It was great, it's just great for it's great old buzz, you know what I mean? It's just great to, and a hundred lads getting up and give their whole day. Like, I mean, they were gone from probably any time from half eight and probably home. We were probably one of the earliest groups home around six o'clock, and 
to see a hundred young lads in the in the county, you know, giving up their Saturday and their their parents obviously coming and supporting them and and you know, it's just encouraging. It's great. Like, you know, sometimes we do get wound up in in, in maybe going up the ages, but uh, fair fair play to every single one of them and, and uh, it was great. So, so it gives you great gives you great old boost, you know. It was a great weekend from that point of view in terms of the hurling in the county, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh lads, well, Camogie, think... sorry, before we go, the the Camogie girls they got beaten in the final under fourteen in division Queen Division Three are not sure now by down on Saturday in Trim. The wonder group games, the wonder three or four group games, won them well. They beat Waterford, could have been Kildare, I'm not sure in meat, I'm not 100% sure in that. They lost the final to down, I think, 2-1 to four points. And these girls now are serious. They're a, they're a, a, a strong strong squad for under 14. So the, that was a great achievement to get to the final of that. Unfortunately, they didn't win, but the, they have their big day out just in as well in Crow Park, which is a great. Monday's great idea is that you know, I don't know whether it happened that can happen at uh at the the men's part of the game, but to bring all the under fourteen players to play on that weekend games last Saturday and they all come out in the parade in Crow Park yesterday. Um I'm not sure which game was between because another year we were up there with Carlo, I can remember that happening, but I'm not exactly sure which one it was. It was great a great memory for Carlo, two teams in that uh the a red and the green team, the the other team, they won their final. I can't remember who they beat now, but they won their final two one to two goals or two. So these are little seeds that's planted for 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 uh you know to you have lads training an hour a week or two hours a week, but the rest of that week you need to have some bit of a a seed sown and water to to try and keep the the game alive in both the hurling and the camogie and they're they're very good ideas from camogie points of view so well done to the girls mm-hmm. there yeah stevie's internet is dropping out i thought, I thought well. he got i thought he got an upgrade a few months ago but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you, have like, paid, you have to pay the bill for it though that's the problem ah uh, yeah yeah you know, yeah that's the problem half price the first six months <laughs> yeah, half internet after that. Then <laughs> there's springs on them checks, Stevie. Is there? They're bouncing everywhere. <laughs> I know. Listen, lads. Um, look, I just want to say thanks a million to you two. You've given up your time every week over the last number of weeks for uh, the hurling championship. It's been it's been great fun and appreciate it as always. So thanks a million. Yeah. No, my pleasure. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Good stuff. And uh, before we wrap it up, uh, we want to say thanks to our championship sponsors. They've been with us for the whole championship as well. Cork and Precast, thanks. DB Recovery, Craig Carney, Web Design, Balloons and Sweet Treats, uh, Brendan Cavanagh Furniture and Breeze Nolan Physiotherapy. And of course, uh, Connie's Topline Hardware, Gladney Cleaning Services, uh, Bangers and Pitch and Put Club and the Red Line Bar and Lounge in Bangers. And we come on board for the Up for the Match programme and uh, we give them an old jingle there tonight as well. Thanks to you, the viewers slash listeners. Um, Really, really enjoy putting out the content and uh, hope you enjoyed it as well. Uh, if you if you have enjoyed our, our coverage, we have a Buy Me a Coffee link underneath. It is uh, completely up to people if they want it or not. There's no hassle whatsoever, but we've enjoyed putting out the coverage and uh, we will continue to do so for uh, the football championship. Um, my thanks to Stevie and Joe again. Thanks to you, the listeners and viewers. And we'll be back previewing the football championship, I guess, at some stage next week. Uh, so until then, goodbye and take care. Well done to St. Mullins. Commiserations to Bangor Sound.